0: Make America great again, or was it never really that great? That is a topic we'll discuss today right here on the Christian Worldview radio program, where the mission is to sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to share the good news that all people can be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm David Wheaton, the host of the program, and our website is thechristianworldview.org. Well thank you for joining us today as we talk about making make America great again or was it really never that great now New York Governor Andrew Cuomo Democrat governor said at a bill signing event this past week we're not going to make America great again it was never that great now of course the the impetus for this comment is in response to President Donald Trump's campaign slogan and repeated call to make America great again you know they wear the red hats and and uh, say that frequently. Now, Governor Cuomo's remark is representative, actually, of many with left-leaning views that America has never been a great country. And why hasn't it been? Well, the governor's press secretary explained, quote, when the president speaks about making America great again, going back in time, he ignores the pain so many endured and that we suffered from slavery, discrimination, segregation, sexism, and marginalized women's contributions, unquote. So today in the Christian Worldview, we're going to discuss whether America has been or is a great nation and what actually makes one. We'll also take some of your phone calls as well in the program today. Now, just to give you more context on what Governor Cuomo said at that bill signing event this past week that's caused a firestorm, actually, not only from people on the Uh, Republican or conservative standpoint, but also on the left as well. People who are Democrats didn't like the comment either. But here's the full context of what he said.
1: And look, the simple point is all this comes down to this. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. (laughs) We have not reached greatness. We will reach greatness. When every American is fully engaged, we will reach greatness when discrimination and stereotyping against women, 51% of our population, is gone. And every woman's full potential is realized and unleashed. And every woman is making her full contribution. When that happens, this nation is going to be taken even higher because we have not yet fully liberated the women in this country. And we will. And New York will lead the way and watch New York rise. Thank you and God bless you.
0: That was New York Governor Andrew Cuomo saying, we're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Now, what he said about toward the end, we need to make the country better and greater is one thing to say. But if he had left out the country, but the statement about never that great, he probably wouldn't have gotten in so much trouble. So the first question today is, was or is America great? And, and the answer to that goes back to it depends on your worldview. I mean, I think Governor Cuomo here articulates the worldview of many on the left who don't see America as ever great and not great now. That, that, that's what they call it, progressivism. It's, we need to progress because we're, we haven't been a great nation. We've been a discriminatory, sexist, slavery-practicing uh, nation. So was or is America great? Well, it depends on your worldview. And it depends on your definition of great. Those who think the United States was and is great point to several things. And I'll just list some of these things. They point to the fact that because of America, there's been advancement of freedoms uh, here in America, freedom of religion or freedom of speech, freedom of the press. There's been an advancement of those types of individual freedoms, both at home in America and abroad. It's been exported. American freedom has been exported uh, as an, even as an inspiration to other places around the world, whether it's, like I mentioned, freedom of speech or religion or press, key things to a free society. Or, or they'll, they'll talk about America being great because of our economic prosperity. I mean, this country, I don't think there's ever been as as wealthy uh, of, of a country as America, even in proportion to the time it was living in. This country is has incredible or has had incredible economic prosperity, uh, the the amount of wealth creation, uh, the advances in healthcare, uh, the innovation that takes place from technology and other things to 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 bring people out of uh, the difficulty of living. I mean, if you ever if you if you live in an urban area, go visit a a, a farm sometime, a, a modern farm with the modern equipment, and you'll see how the generation of of resources and commodities with the equipment and the scientific practices that only comes from a country that has incredible economic prosperity and educational system, um, you know, research and so forth. That's come from America. There's no other country that, that generates that kind of prosperity. Uh, Another thing people will point to who think that America was and is great will point point to our charitable generosity that this country is the most generous nation in the world when there's disasters in other parts of the world or just just problems or or suppression or poverty, this is the country that reaches into its own pockets and sends money and aid to other parts of the world uh, because of our economic prosperity and because of our Christian values and principles of many who have those in this country who want to help other people. So there's another. Uh, evidence that someone would give who thinks America is great, that we, we are a charitable nation. Uh, another reason they'll give is that we have a a separate representative government. In other words, we have a government that has a division of power, so there's not too much power in any one branch, so one, one branch can't dominate. And we have a representative government. In other words, the people get to have a say in who rules over them. And, and not only that, but there's there's peaceful political transfers of power. You know, It's not a coup. It's not an armed revolution that changes political power. I mean, you probably couldn't go- have gone from a more different worldview in the presidential branch, the executive branch of government, going from President Obama to, to President Trump. And there was no violent coup that took that over. It was a, a a voting of the American people, and there was a peaceful transfer of power. Another reason that uh, those who believe America was and is great is they'll say there has been, yes, there has been uh, uh, slavery and discrimination against blacks, against women, uh, even against the Japanese and the internment camps and so forth. But there's been increasing, those things have been overcome. There's been increasing equal treatment under the law over time. The country has improved in these areas. Uh, they'll also say, another reason, we'll say there's there's not a, another reason America was and is great is that there's a demand worldwide for for what we what we provide, not not just in terms of, of, of products, but of our culture. Everyone wants to almost everyone at least, you go around the world, you see that US culture is there's a demand for it, whether in uh, movies or music or just general American culture and cars or, or whatever it is. Not saying that's a good thing we're exporting all the time, but there's a demand for it worldwide, which shows that the country has a greatness that's perceived by other people. Another element of this, the demand for not just U.S. culture, but a demand to actually come to the U.S. I mean, think about the fact that immigrants are constantly trying to come into this uh, this this uh, nation. People are not trying to leave here. A vast majority of people are trying to come here, whether it's just to live here, to have a better future, a better economic hopes and so forth, or whether it's to come for education. You know, we were taking in foreign students constantly. If those nations were so great and they had such great educational systems and such great opportunity, they could just be educated at home, but that's not the case. Another reason why people think America was and is great. This is the people who view America as great, is that and, and I think this is a, a, a very kind of foundational one. The intervention of the United States militarily around the world has saved the world. At least you could point directly to the fact of during World War Two, the U.S. saved the world from Nazism, from Hitler taking over the world. Yes, we had allies who helped, but without the United States, this world would look likely very differently or from the advancement of communism with the Soviet Union, that was that was a threat to the entire world order and it is still a threat actually, without the presence of the United States being a buffer uh, against the spread of communism around the world and I'll give one more reason that those who believe America was and is great will point to the, they'll point to our Christian founding, our Christian values the fact that, yes, they weren't all born-again Christians, Bible-believing Christians as we would define one today, but they generally revered God, they generally revered his word, and they tried to apply his word to the founding values of our country. So those are the things they would point to for, for people whose worldview leads them to conclude that America was and is great. Now, on the other hand, like people like Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York and others like him, many on the left today. And he's not alone, by the way, in expressing this sentiment that America's never been great. It's just that he said it maybe more clearly than than others have said it. And he's more of a prominent figure in our society than others who have said that. I've heard this many times that this this either allusion to it that. America you know, America make America great again, what do you mean? it was never that great? Do we want to go back to a time when slavery and segregation and discrimination and all that that was America was never great. So those who believe that the us was never great point to slavery, segregation, the harming of the indigenous or Indian peoples in this country, the discrimination against women or you know, women being viewed as second-class citizens and not being able to hold the same positions as men. They'll point to the inequities in in, in, in pay in the workplace. Uh, they'll point to today the lack of uh, homosexual and transgender rights, showing that America was and is not great. We have a long way to go. They'll also look to not the U.S. military as saving the world. They'll point to the fact that the U.S. military medals in the world, our country uh, militarily or even economically. And otherwise we, we step in other people's business way too much. We have way too much influence around the world and we need to be more humble and, and pull back and just, you know, not, not do those kinds of things, not exert American influence around the world. They'll also point to the fact that, yeah, we're economically prosperous, but that economically prosperous, uh, prosperity only benefits the, quote, top 1%, they'll say all the time. In other words, the rich get richer, but the middle class and the poor, there's a there's a wider gap. And, and therefore, we're not a, a great country because there's not a sharing of the wealth. Another thing they'll point to is just our basic capitalistic system, economic system, or free market system, as some describe it. They think that fosters greed and, and overconsumption and materialism. And that shows that you know we're just focused on achieving the American Dream and moving to the suburbs and getting a bigger house and a nicer car and accumulating stuff. And that shows that we're really not that great of a nation. Or another reason they'll point to is that there's a lack of ethnic, a lack of religious and gender diversity in positions of power. They they see this country as way too white, way too male, way too heterosexual, way too Christian, and so therefore we're not a great nation because we're not representative of all the different worldviews and different lifestyle choices and male-female around the world. They'll say we harm the environment too, too much. We have high incarceration rates. And our immigration policies, they're way too strict. No, America was not and is not a great nation. But when we come back, we'll discuss more what actually a great nation means. That's next on The Christian Worldview. David Wheaton here, reminding you that the Christian Worldview Golf and Dinner event is fast approaching on Monday, September 17th at Woodhill Country Club in Wyzetta, Minnesota. The registration deadline is Tuesday, September 4th. Come for golf on one of the best courses in the state, or just come for the dinner event, which includes a meet and greet on the lawn, silent auction, live interview with a special guest, and Worldview message. The fellowship, content, and setting combine to make this a memorable event in support of the Christian Worldview radio program. We hope you can come. Again, the registration deadline is Tuesday, September 4th, and the event is Monday, September 17th at Woodhill in Wyzetta. For details and registration, go to thechristianworldview.org or call 952-474-2200. That's 952-474-2200 or thechristianworldview.org And welcome back to the Christian Worldview radio program. I'm David Wheaton, the host. So glad you, you joined us this weekend here on the program as we talk about Make America Great again, or was it never really that great? And in the first segment, we discussed that it depends on your worldview and your definition of great, whether you think America was and is great, or was it never great? And we, I, I, what, what Andrew Cuomo said. And if you missed the first segment, let me just play just that, just the first ten seconds of what he said. He's the governor of New York, and he made a comment this week at a bill signing event where he said this.
1: And look, the simple point is all this comes down to this. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great.
0: Elicited quite a reaction by, by saying that people who are supporters of him just were even shocked that he even w- would say that, that America has never been that, that great. And I mentioned in the last segment why, why those who hold this worldview uh, believe that America was never great, where slavery and segregation are meddling in the world, military or economically, the, the economic prosperity. We do have only benefits only a few uh, top 1% of the people, and capitalism f- fosters greed and consumption. Consumption. There's a lack of ethnic and religious and gender diversity in positions of power, and we harm the environment. We have high incarceration rates in the world. Uh, the, the, our immigration policies are way too strict. And this wasn't the first time, by the way, that, that a, a major political leader – Ha- has questioned America's greatness. You remember back in in 2008, uh, right before the election of President Obama, that he said this. We
1: are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of
2: America.
0: Hearing that, And that was 10 years ago now. And hearing that and thinking you know, I-, I had been following his worldview all along. So I wasn't shocked that he said that. That he would openly say that, as in fundamentally transforming the United States of America. I mean, I mean, there's something fundamentally flawed and fundamentally wrong with this country. He's basically saying the same thing as Governor and- Andrew Cuomo that this nation is not a great nation. This nation is a nation that needs to be totally overhauled and transformed. And so, again, the, uh, Cuomo's comment is, isn't some novel, unique, all of a sudden revelation by by someone. This is. The, the worldview of many on the left in this country, that we're not a country, a great nation, we're a country that needs to be transformed, needs to be completely overhauled, because what we are now is anything but great. But what does a great nation actually mean? Well, it says in Genesis chapter 12, when, when the Lord said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And he's talking about the the nation of Israel that would come from Abraham, and great here, according to God's definition here, is that they would be numerous, a numerous people, they would be an influential people. They, I think by extension, they'd be a powerful people. And also, I think importantly, they'd be a blessing to other nations. Another, another, other nations would be benefited by the nation of Israel. That's what I think that definition of what a great nation means. Now, typically, I think the human definition, at least, great when it comes to nations usually refers to just strong military power, economics and influence around the world so you could really just say well countries like uh, Russia today or China or even the Roman Empire they were they are great nations in a, in a, in a sense that they are they are important uh, militarily economically they're a major player in the world but are they a blessing to nations that, that's a, a big that's a big caveat there in the way God describes what the nation that will come from Abraham. Is So when Donald Trump says, make America great again, I, I think he's not referring to the definition in Genesis. I think he's more referring to the general definition of that America should return to its place of military and economic influence and power in the world. This is really the opposite definition uh, that Obama sought, who soon after he was elected, went around and sort of apologized for America's influence and whose economic policies did not catalyze a more prosper, prosperous nation. It was more of a redistributive uh, scheme of taxing and and redistributing to those who are from income producers to non-income producers. So very different worldview when it comes to great nation. So what is a great nation? If you think about what President Obama wanted or Andrew Cromwell looks for, what is a great nation? According to those with a humanistic worldview, another humanistic means man-based, non-biblical worldview. What is a great nation to those who hold this worldview? Well, I think there's another list of things here that they would say would make us a great nation. Number one, it would be government-provided health care, government-provided income, even universal income without work, government-provided education, child care, abortion, welfare, retirement and sex changes paid for by taxpayers these kinds of things would be seen as a progressive a, a great nation would provide all of those things health care income education child care abortion welfare retirement even sex changes and you hear about all of these things in the news today you know prisoner who wants to change his gender so to speak in in, in jail uh, you know there, there's Debates about the government should pay for these things, that that that's what a great nation would be to those of the humanistic worldview. Another element of it would be there there would be equal outcomes in society rather than just what America promises equal opportunity. So equal outcomes means means that what no matter what your ethnic background is, no matter what your gender is, there will be quotas for representing each ethnicity and each gender in every place of society, whether in government, business, the educational system. So if there's, you know, if, if, if the society is, you know, 13 percent black and 19 percent Hispanic and 51 percent white, those numbers are wrong. But I'm just giving it as an example, uh, those should be those should be mandated in every uh, element of society, business, government, education, everywhere else. So that there's equal outcomes for people rather than just equal opportunity another thing to the humanistic worldview that would be a great nation to them there'd be complete not tolerance for but acceptance of affirmation of all people beliefs and behavior okay so whatever you whatever you believe whatever religion you are however you live your life if you're a homosexual if you're an adulterer uh, whatever you want to be there would be complete acceptance for that you accept and tolerate and affirm People for who exactly they want to be, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, according to the Bible, uh, another aspect of a great nation to the humanistic worldview would be a separation of religion from public square, of course, not the humanistic religion, but especially from Christianity, removing all vestiges of Christianity because you know religion or Christianity is the source of all war and trouble uh, in the world. Another aspect of a great nation to the humanistic worldview would be a protecting of the environment. So there'd be no use of fossil fuels. There would be mostly urban living. Less people would have individual uh, ability to drive around in cars. That's inefficient and harms the environment. It would be better to have trains and, and buses and so forth. It would be much more of an urban planned, centrally planned uh, living structure. And so they looked at countries like you know, the Scandinavian countries as being models for great nations, Sweden, Finland, Norway, uh, Denmark, these kinds of countries that have really strong uh, democratic socialism, I guess you could say, in these countries as being the models for great nations, because there's, there's all these free services for everyone. Um, I don't think they exactly know what's going on from a standpoint of what the immigration is going to do to these countries coming up, that especially in Sweden who has allowed in so many Islamic immigrants into their country, how that's going to affect their future. But they look to the Scandinavian countries as being models. And they also even look, they even look and we, we saw this through the 20th century, and even today, they, they look to the, the Soviet Union as being a great place because, oh, they have universal health care and, and education, and people, everyone can get a job, or, or, or in Cuba, same thing. And, yeah, maybe a tyrant who kills off people who dissent against him, but at least they have free health care. They look to that as, as being a, a great nation. So basically a great nation to the humanistic worldview is some form of communism, democratic socialism, globalism, whereas John Lennon said the world will be as one in their utopian vision. And so Governor Cuomo's statement is shocking to those, only to those who don't understand the, the humanistic worldview of the left. And this is what they want to do. They want to dismantle and transform, as President Obama said, this country. They want to dismantle this country with its Christian, white, male, heterosexual, capitalistic roots and replace it with a secular, humanistic version of what they perceive to be a a great nation. And this, by the way, is why they are so in favor of unfettered immigration, because this is the way that you can bring in tons and tons of people from the outside who have different worldviews, who need to be taken care of. And that, just by definition, that changes the the worldview makeup, the dynamics, the economics, everything about a country if you don't have secure borders and only have a legal, controlled immigration system. That's why you think, why? I don't get it. How on earth can these people— just think they want to let as many people in as they want. There shouldn't be borders. They hold signs up and say that open borders. uh, They're they're not for nationalism. They're for internationalism. How can that even, how does that even work for America? No, it doesn't work for uh, traditional historic America. That only works if you want to transform America into something it never was in the past. And so my question going into this second break of the day is, was or is according to all these definitions we've brought forth so far was or is america a great nation the phone number is 877 655 6755 that's 1877 655 6755 your phone calls next on the christian realview view i'm david wheaton the bible warns repeatedly about false teachers who lead away from the truth. Costi Hinn knows all about this, having seen the staged healings and extravagant use of donor funds while working at his uncle Benny Hinn's events around the world. Kosti was saved out of this and has written an excellent book titled Defining Deception, Freeing the Church from the Mystical Miracle Movement that traces the history, false doctrines and leaders, including the New Apostolic Reformation. And he's careful to not broad brush all charismatics. For a limited time, you can order Defining Deception, a 198-page softcover that retails for sixteen ninety five without shipping, for a donation of any amount to The Christian Worldview. Go to thechristianworldview.org or call 1-888-646-2233 or write to Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota 55331. And welcome back to the Christian Realview radio program. I'm David Wheaton, the host. Our website is thechristianrealview.org. And just a reminder, this is the weekend of August 18th and 19th, and we have just a little more than two weeks to go before the deadline to register for the Christian View golf and dinner event, which takes place on Monday, September 17th. And the reason we have to register for it in advance, we need to let the the, the, the site, the facility, the venue know Uh, how many people will be coming. So September, Tuesday, September 4th, that's the day after Labor Day. We just need to know whether you're going to come as a golfer or whether you just want to come for the dinner event. We're excited about this event. This is our annual kind of benefit event for the Christian Worldview. So if you're a listener and you enjoy the program, want to support the ministry, this would be a a great way to do that. Um, And we have openings for, for golfers. You want to bring a foursome. We have just a few left there. Um, and I think we still have some openings for the dinner event as well, where there's a meet and greet. We have a, uh, we have a very interesting interview guest this year. Um, I'll tell you about him. Uh, his name is Kent Stainback. Uh, he's a Christian businessman from Dallas. He's been a friend of the Christian Worldview for a, a long time. He was the one, if you remember, if you've been listening for a long time, you'll remember the S. Lewis Johnson Institute. He was the one who grew up under S. Lewis Johnson, the great pastor, the influential pastor of the 20th century and uh, continued his legacy after he went home to be with the Lord, with the SLHJ Institute. So he was the, the curator of that. He's on the board of Grace to You. Um, he's in commercial real estate. And so we're, there's a lot of different angles. We're going to be doing a live interview with him that evening. I think you'll enjoy getting to know him as part of the, the interview portion that night. There'll be a silent auction, a worldview message. This is just a really enjoyable time for listeners to come together, meet each other face-to-face, for us to get a chance to meet you face-to-face by well, as well. That's always enjoyable for us to do. Radio can be sort of talked through the microphone. We don't get to see each other face-to-face. So hope you can come. The Christian Worldview Golf and Dinner event Monday, September 17th at Woodhill uh, Country Club in Wyzetta, Minnesota. This is west of the Twin Cities. If you're from outstate and you're thinking of coming, and uh, we'd love to see you there. You can register online at ChristianWorldview.org. Or you can just call us at our office at one 646 2233 is the toll-free number. And by the way, we also have a local number if you'd rather dial that. It's 952-474-2200. Both numbers go exactly to the same place, 952-474-2200. Okay, we're talking today in the program about Make America Great Again, or was it never really that great? Governor Andrew Cuomo from New York made that comment this past week that America was never a great nation because of all these different reasons of discrimination and slavery and so forth. And so we asked the question before this last break, and was or is America actually a, a great nation? And we're opening up the phone lines for the rest of the program for you to answer that question, one 655 6755 That's one 655 6755. Let's go right to here in Minnesota to Dan. Welcome to the Christian Review. How would you answer that hello, question? Hello, David. Good morning.
3: You know what? America, America has always been great. It's not been perfect, but it's been great. What other nation in the history of the world has saved billions, billions of lives by virtue of defending freedom, providing uh, aid in the way of food or tern- uh hurricane or earthquake recovery, America. We've sent more missionaries around the world to bring the gospel than any other country in history. But mm-hmm. what is really what, really frustrating for me, David, is the apathy of the believer. We have an election coming up that is probably the most impo- after the Trump election, is probably the most important election in history where the left... The evil—I'm going to say what it is. These these people are godless, anti-Christian people that don't believe in our Savior, but want a Marxist, communist, stupid worldview imposed on all the rest of us. Unless we get off our couches and fight, they're going to have the power here. And we're, no, we're not—it's going to be really difficult to turn it back.
0: So, well, don't you I appreciate it. I appreciate your call, Dan. And, you know, I think one thing that we've seen from the election of of Donald Trump and I think well, we're going to do a future show uh, on the on the topic of is Trump actually making America great? That That's one thing we're going to discuss coming up here on the program. Is Trump making America great again? But one thing we've seen by his election, whatever you think of him, is you see uh, the The divide in this country, the, the worldview of the left and, and their hatred for this man and it 's not just based on his personality it 's based on the policies he 's trying to implement, their worldview, their vision for what america uh, what they want, what they want for to make this a great nation, as I was discussing a little bit earlier, what what those with a, a great nation believe with what, what those with the humanistic worldview to be a great nation is is polar opposites uh, in this country. And as as Dan was saying, elections have a very very big ramifications as to who's in power and who gets to impose their worldview of what's going to make America great. So appreciate your call, Dan. Let's go next to Virginia and Sonny. Like your name, Sonny. Thank you for calling us today on the Christian worldview. What are your thoughts on this topic?
4: Yes, America is great. It was great, and it's great now, and it will be great. We came here as an immigrant uh, from Korea with four little kids, with nothing. My parents didn't have anything. My parents came. They worked a full-time job. They worked together uh, on a weekend, uh, and I had another part-time job. We, I worked here at 14 to uh, earn my own allowance. And my brother did, but we all graduated high school. We all graduated college. We, uh, you know, I have a master's degree, and we all have a professional job. We love it. It's an opportunity. It's, it's given us opportunity that we didn't have. And the country is vast. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's diverse. And the wealth and the beauty, it's absolutely gorgeous.
0: Gorgeous. sunny I pre- sunny i appreciate your call and uh you're right I, I hadn't listed in my thing my list of things that makes america great is is the the natural resources the beauty of this country that's one of the things i go out and i just say i i've traveled a lot in my life internationally even and and i've never seen a place as beautiful as america i mean just the the diversity of the mountains and the prairies and the lakes and the oceans and it's just unbelievable, the, the, the natural beauty of this particular nation. And so, uh, Sonny, appreciate your call. And what you said is could be repeated millions of times for immigrants who have come here seeking a better life, whether they've been uh, fleeing persecution abroad, whether just fe- uh, seeking a better economic uh, future for them, maybe education for their family. Um, your story has been repeated millions of times. And so it just goes to show you that worldview drives the world. I mean, how can Governor Cuomo and President Obama and those like him, they see things in a worldview that, no, we're not a great nation because of these X reasons. And then someone like Sonny and other people who come to this country see this country as amazing, a a totally great nation. So the question is, what is a great nation? Uh, to God. That's really the question. So, was or is America a great nation? The, the answer is it doesn't really matter what we think or how we define great. The real answer is based on whether God thinks our nation is great. And so, does God, what is God, what are his qualifications as to whether a nation is great? And I think the, 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 the one sentence answer to that uh, question is God thinks a nation's great when a majority of leaders and the people of that nation revere and obey him. Okay, so now in a fallen world, God knows that there's no such thing as a perfect nation. I mean, there's always going to be a relative term here. The nation of Israel, for as great as it was at certain times, and as bad as it was at certain times, even when it was great, there were elements that were not so great in it. There was sin in the camp. But it was a great nation at times. So when you look at, when you define a nation as great, you can't, as one of our callers says, it's not perfect. It, it is relative. We live in a fallen, corrupted world, and therefore, no other nation uh, in the past or the present is a perfect nation. So we're, we're we're talking about a relative scale here. But we go back to the definition of what God thinks: it's when a majority of a nation's leaders and people revere and obey Him. And there's a several passages of Scripture that I think give what support this point as to how God perceives a great nation. Uh, The passage in Psalm 33, I'm just going to read verses starting in verse 6, and it starts by saying this, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps and storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the people. peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart from generation to generation. And listen to this in verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Now, he might be, the psalmist might be referring generally here or specifically to the nation of Israel, but by extension, it's to those nations whose God is the Lord, whose leaders and whose people revere him and obey him. The Lord looks from heaven, it goes on to say, he sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all, he who understands all their works, the king is not saved by a mighty army. A warrior is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a false hope for victory, nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, of those who hope for his loving kindness. To deliver their soul from death, to keep them alive in famine, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. That is the mentality That is the worldview of a nation who is a great nation. So is America, was America that, is America that? We'll discuss that in the last segment of the day coming up here on the Christian Worldview Radio Program.
2: The transition to college can be very challenging on many levels, most of all spiritually. The worldview and environment students face at both secular and, yes, Christian colleges lead to as many as 50% of students who profess to be born-again Christians entering college not saying the same four years later. What happened to their faith, and how can students avoid spiritual shipwreck? Please order a copy of David Wheaton's book, University of Destruction, Your Game Plan for Spiritual Victory on Campus, to read for yourself and to give to the student in your life. Better yet, get the book and download the free chapter-by-chapter study guide at thechristianworldview.org and go through the book together. Order a signed and personalized copy at a price lower than Amazon at thechristianworldview.org or call toll-free 1-888-646-2233. Bulk discounts are available. That's 1-888-646-2233 or thechristianworldview.org.
0: Welcome back to the final segment of the day here on The Christian Realview. If you missed any of the program today on Make America Great Again or was it never great, you can go to our website, thechristianrealview.org, and the program will be up there. It's available for podcasts for free, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts on your smartphone. We'd encourage you to do that. I received a email from a listener and sometime back, and I saved it because I was thinking we'd have to address this at some time on a program coming up. It's a good question. We know, he says, that most of the architects of our country were men who revered the Bible, but some of them were also slave owners. How do we defend the framers in our country's godly heritage in light of this fact? In other words, that's what Andrew Como was saying to a certain extent. This country is was a slave uh, promoting country discrimination segregation jim crow unequal opportunity or unequal treatment under the law and so forth how do, how do we this country wasn't a great nation i don't think this man believes is saying that he's just saying how do we defend that there was slavery that's a fact of the past we we brought people here from africa uh and they were mistreated and abused and killed and they were treated as second-class citizens or worse how can, that, how can we be a great nation if that was a part of America's history and founding? Well, as you look to Scripture, slavery is all over Scripture. I mean, from the beginnings of time, almost, and to from the, the physical practice of it, just slavery, to the spiritual picture of it as well. And the Bible portrays all of us as slaves, whether we're either slaves of God or slaves of righteousness, as it talks about in Romans 6. Or we're slaves to, to sin. So God sees us as, as slaves to something. And we are called to be slaves to Christ. If you look in your Bible, every time you see like the beginning of an epistle, you know, Paul and a, an apostle and 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 it'll say servant or bondservant of Christ. That was that that's been translated from the original language of Greek into English using a, a softer word than it really is. The word is doulos, it means slave. Paul's calling himself a slave of Christ. So this this issue of slavery is not some minor element sort of rarely mentioned in scripture e- either the actual practice of slavery or the spiritual picture of it is all over scripture. And in fact, it's interesting to note that the Bible and Jesus never condemn the existence of slavery. But they do talk very specifically about how slaves are treated. I mean, Jesus lived in a time when there was rampant slavery. There's a very high percentage of the people in the Roman Empire were slaves. Now, it was a slightly different, to a certain extent, kind of slavery than American slavery. But, look, some people were slaved against their wills during that time as well. Some people sold themselves into slavery during the time of Christ for economic reasons, to, to pay off debts and so forth. Uh, people who are highly educated could be slaves— back then. But Jesus never spent any time or never talked about, quote-unquote, social justice and ending slavery. And so for people who who say that, you have to answer the question, are are you prepared to say that the Son of God is complicit in slavery because he didn't speak out against slavery or act to end it? Again, the Bible calls believers slaves to Christ as a positive term. So, I would answer the question from the emailer by saying, "Our founders lived in a world as Christ lived in a world where slavery was part of that era era, just as we live in a country today where we've had sixty million unborn and partially born children have been aborted i mean there's bad things that go on in every era of of history, and not only that there's slavery going on today in in many parts of the world now, some of the slaves back in the time of the American founding early America may have been treated well, but some were not treated well and they were killed and abused. Some benefited from, from slavery. Uh, some of the founders benefited from slavery back then, just as we benefit today from products that are made in sweatshops or slave shops around the world where workers are basically enslaved to do, to do work. So let's not try to try to say that you know we live in such a antiseptically pure time today where there's there's not slavery or people don't live in slave-like conditions and we don't benefit from it. Now I'll say this, the world is would be better is better and would be better without slavery because of the sinful nature of man to abuse others. Every generation has their own blind spots, all have sin. And you could say today's humanistic leaders are leading children into sin and confusion by encouraging them to, oh, you need to choose your own gender. I mean, that might be looked on, it should be looked on 100 years from now by saying, can you believe people actually encouraged little boys and girls to try to change their gender and the harm that, and the confusion that would bring to their lives? Now, our our founders got many things right, but they did not get ethnic-based slavery right. That was wrong. But what's even worse than that and the left never would see it this way. What's even worse than the physical ethnic slavery is slavery to sin. And Christ knew that the gospel was the answer to not only the abuse of slavery, because he knew when people's hearts changed, they would cheat their slaves well as fellow human beings. But he also knew once they repented and believed in the gospel, their own heart would change. They would they would go from being a slave themselves to sin to a slave of righteousness. So. It was or is America a great nation? Yes, I think it's a great nation in the in the general aspect of the term. In God's eyes, I think this nation has been great at times, but I, I have concern that this nation, from a moral standpoint, is becoming less of a great, has, be, has become, not is becoming, has become less of a great nation because of our acceptance and affirmation of what the Bible calls sin. So in summary... We need to pray for our leaders and our people that they would do the things and be the people that lead to a great nation, leaders and people who revere and fear and obey God. Number two, we need to be engaged, as one of our previous callers said, we need to be engaged in a vote for those candidates. And they're not going to be perfect candidates, but we have choices, usually between one of two of that candidate who is going to more likely promote or advocate for uh, principles and policies that will be honoring to God and to Christians. Number three, we need to be prepared for a, a America not becoming so great. There's a large element in this country that doesn't see this. our country as great, and they want to overturn this and remake us with something else. And when that happens, we need to be ready for that because it's going to bring persecution to Christians. Number four, we need to be trusting in in God and not America. We're not kind of Christian patriots. Our allegiance, our citizenship is to God and his son first, and then to our own country. And lastly, we need to be calling others to faith in Christ, because that truly evangelism and discipleship, that was the bedrock of why this nation was great, especially early on for the first hundred and some years. And that's been the reason why the country is becoming in, uh, increasingly not great, because there's less of a pervading biblical Christian influence in our country. I apologize to Kenny in Oklahoma and Jessica in Louisiana. Sorry to get to your calls today. You can always email us at feedback at thechristianworldview.org. You know, we do live in a, a changing and challenging America. I do believe America is a great nation. But that's not guaranteed. Nations don't last forever. And we as Christians need to be salt and light in this great nation. So until next time, everyone, think biblically and live according. We talk to you next weekend.
5: We hope today's broadcast turned your heart toward God, His Word, and His Son. To order a CD copy of today's program or sign up for our free weekly email or to find out how you can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, go to our website, thechristianworldview.org, or call us toll-free at one 646 2233 The Christian Worldview is a weekly one-hour radio program that is furnished by the Overcomer Foundation and is supported by listeners and sponsors. Request one of our current resources with your donation of any amount. Go to thechristianworldview.org. Or call us toll-free at 1-888-646-2233. Or write to us at Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. That's Box 401, Excelsior, Minnesota, 55331. Thanks for listening to The Christian Worldview. Until next time, think biblically and live accordingly.